0: There are so many factors of stress, work, kids, family and general life can cause it. Without knowing you can feel overloaded to the point your brain fuse box, it just trips. So without a doubt your mind is a fragile thing, so if you don't know the signs of stress sit back, get comfortable and let me explain what they are and how to manage them. Before I begin I would like to make a disclaimer. In this, I'm not in one way, shape, or another, saying that I am professional. I'll say it clearly, I'm not a professional. I cannot give professional advice, but I am speaking through experiences and from information that I have gained from other professionals. Anything that I use today will be in links that you can use and read for yourself in the description. So whatever I read, you will be able to read for yourself. Also, if you think that you need any extra additional help, I will be including helpline support numbers and places you can turn to for extra help. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about stress and how to manage it. If you haven't already seen the title already, what is stress? What are the causes of stress? Unbeknown signs of stress and how to manage and reduce your stress is what we're going to be talking about today. First things first, what is stress? So put simply, stress is the body's way of reacting when it feels threatened or severely under pressure. It's not necessarily a bad thing if it's under management. It can be an excellent motivator when done right. I've written my best essays under pressure and slightly stressed, but in no way, shape or form would I ever promote being stressed because it can cause a serious hindrance. So what are the causes of stress? So stress can be caused by a myriad of things. There could be many reasons to become stressed. And what could be what could be stressful to you may not be stressful to somebody else. What may not be stressful to you may be stressful to somebody else. It differs from person to person. So don't judge on why someone says they are stressed based on the reasons. Because you don't know their stress limit we all have our own personal stress limit so don't stress somebody out by judging them if you want to help and support sit listen and try and make steps to help that person or even to help yourself take steps to try and manage your stress so some common causes of stress that mine suggest and this will be linked in the description as said in the disclaimer so what are some common causes of stress that mine suggests are being under a lot of pressure, facing big changes, worrying about things, not having much or any control over outcomes of situations, having responsibilities that you're finding overwhelming, not having enough work, activities, or changes in your life, and times of uncertainty. The last one is AKA Miss Rona herself. So, A lot of these can cause well all of these can cause different levels of stress but it doesn't mean you have to go for all of them to be stressed but if you can only deal with one of them and you understand that that is your stress limit then you find ways to overcome that stress. So personally I would say if you feel like you are under pressure first place you go is the doctors. Now I understand when people go to the doctors. They think, "Oh, it must be something that's really bad if it, if it gets worse than a lot to the doctors. No, because your doctor may actually be able to give you better advice than you think. Your doctors are there to help keep you in a in a certain place, and with that, they can give give you support leaflets that can send you to this place or that place to help. So don't underestimate how good your doctors actually can be. They can actually provide more support than you actually think. What are some daily stressors that can contribute to feeling stressed? So, this is from any age whatsoever, whether you're still in school, whether you're not in school. So, missing the bus for school or work, having entered a situation you don't want to be in, if you've got social anxiety that's going outside. It could be going traveling into an area that you don't know, going to a meeting and speaking in front of people, having to do a presentation, speaking on the phone when you don't want to. There are a myriad of things that could cause stress in that specific instant. Being in debt, so owing people money, even if it's owing someone five, ten pounds. Personally, I don't like I don't like debt. If I know I'm in debt that causes me a lot of stress and I need to pay you back as soon as possible because I just hate the idea of it. So that can cause extreme stress levels, especially like if you're going to university. I know that's one thing that stopped me from going to university, knowing that I'm going to have this big debt that I'm going to have to pay back. Which everyone goes, oh don't worry about it, you know, oh it was expected, oh you don't have to pay all back at once. Oh, you know, if you still have it in thirty years, then they'll just drop it. Thirty years. Th- thirty years. Understand that how long that is. Thirty years. If you are twenty, going to university, you'll be fifty by the time. They will knock that off for you. That is a big commitment that people don't it don't register. So that stress level for someone, whether it's five or ten pound. Is totally understandable if you think of it in that aspect. Another thing that can cause stress is organizing tasks. Now, for people who aren't organized, organizing tasks can be a stressful thing. For some people, organizing tasks can be something that alleviates all that stress. You cannot do anything until you organize your daily tasks. So, I'm one of those people, I have to have my list for every day i write down four things that I want done in that day. If I can only get two done, I can only get two done. I'm just going to have to put it on tomorrow's list. Because there's always another day. So I can just put it on tomorrow's list, make sure I get the most important one done today, or the most important two done today, and then that's it. If as long as I get those two done, then it's fine. I've done what I need to do for today. I could just put the other two on for tomorrow. But organising tasks could be weekly shopping lists it could be taking the kids to or from school it could be taking them to activities it could be meeting with friends and family going to the doctors going to going somewhere where you don't really want to be it could be loads of different tasks you could organise. you could be a business owner and even though you you've got your own business going to meetings could be something very stressful for you so that again it's very understandable anything here is understandable if you really think about it in someone else's shoes so another thing that can be that can contribute to stress is moving into the new house and anyone who's ever moved out completely understands this anyone who's ever moved with family can understand this so i think everyone at some point has either moved house or moved out and you can understand the stress understand getting things sorted, getting the van sorted, moving this place, that place. If you're working as well, you've got to get that around working, work on your weekends and make sure you've got enough money for this, that and the other. So it's, yeah, it's understandable. Life-changing stress. So lo- different life-changing stressors can obviously add to your daily stressors and common stressors. But what can be considered as a life-changing stress? So Relationship changes. Getting married or getting divorced that can be a big stressor. Getting married, it's stressed to get everything for your perfect day and getting divorced is going through a whole reek of emotions of things not working out as well as you thought they would be and getting things to where you want them want to be and going to court and applying for court um for a court date and so on and so forth. Breaking uh, a family relationship that's broken up that again i personally i see that as a grief which i'll talk about in a moment but that can also add an additional stress um starting or losing a job for someone again who's got anxiety starting a job or losing a job is going to cause so much anxiety and with anxiety itself when you hear that someone's anxious to start a job you've got that normal anxious oh my god starting a job oh what's it gonna be like is everyone gonna like me and all this kind of question but there's also the other fact of i'm actually really nervous i'm around new people do i want to do this am i gonna be good enough am i not gonna be good enough what if i'm not good enough Okay, well how do we know how to get there? I want to make sure I know how to get there And if I don't get there on time then I'm gonna get in trouble So I need to make sure I'm there on time and I need to make sure that I look okay Oh I'm leaving for work now, do I actually look alright? Do I I look presentable? Do I don't look presentable? Do I need to do my hair differently? Do I I need to put makeup on my face? Do I need to do this? Or do I have enough of- There's so much stresses into that day of anxiety of starting a job Another thing is long-term health problems this is something if you've got not just if you've got a mental illness but if you've got a diabetes or you've got a special a specialized diet so you can't have certain foods um if you've got um a physical disability if you've got learning difficulty there's so many other things that could cause again additional stress on common stressors your daily stresses that's something that's life-changing if you're new to having a long-term health problem that again is having a look at having a heart attack or having a stroke it's something that's going to change your life completely so again that's something adding on to your daily stress caring for a loved one if someone else has got ill or someone else is unable to look after themselves and if you put both of them together and you're unwell and they're unwell again that's another cause of stress grieving for somebody who has died now like I said earlier I see grieving not just as someone who is who has physically passed away but the death of a relationship I could see that as grieving too with someone who has lost a relationship with someone with someone who is close that that relationship you will still mourn you will still mourn the good times you'll mourn the bad times there's still going to be that that compressed emotion that you might want to let loose. So there is a lot, a lot of stresses in that, whether the person has physically passed away or it's just the relationship that's passed away. And yeah, so there's that too. And becoming homeless and being homeless is just of how you got there and, if you're ever gonna get off the streets, and it's just it's a city of what the future will hold, and if you're ever gonna get past this, and I may be wrong, but I'm trying to see it from someone else's point of view and someone else's mind, and if that was happened to me, how would I feel? And that's what I think would be going through in my mind if that was a situation that I was in. talked about a lot of different types of stress so what are some of the signs of being stressed because now we know what kind of stresses can be and what types of stresses they are what signs are there how do you know if you're stressed so depending on the person it's going to be different it's going to be totally different depending on the person there are physical effects there are emotional effects and there are behavioural effects so what are some of the physical effects panic attacks and anxiety attacks trouble sleeping nightmares low libido exhaustion headaches or migraines increased blood pressure clenched or grinding jaw nausea and change of bowel movements for emotional effects There's feeling irritable and being unable to wait. There's getting fed up and getting annoyed quickly. There's feeling like you've exceeded your stress capacity. There's not having, not feeling like you're doing anything that you used to be interested in. You find nothing amusing. You show signs of depression. You are finding it difficult to have fun and you're full of fear and dread. And behavioral effects are being indecisive, procrastinating, snapping at people, biting your nails, difficulty concentrating, change of appetite, restlessness and avoidance. If you believe you are stressed, I will be putting some helpful and useful up-to-date contacts to provide appropriate support. For more information on stress, please contact the MIND website which again will be in the description. So you can have a look of what I've spoken about for yourself. Okay, so we've got the signs. We know what kind of stresses there are. But there's all good talking about it. But how can you reduce it? And how can you prevent it? So, if you don't try and reduce your stress levels, it's highly likely that you'll begin to burn out. And again, burnout is something that I will try and talk about in a different partner. But for now, I'll explain what it is. So burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental extortion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demand. And thank you to Help Guy for that perfect explanation, because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to explain it properly. So with that being said, how do you reduce stress levels? So, firstly, the first one I've got for you, going to sound a little bit obvious. And if you listen to the point i make, you'll understand what I think. So, the first one is to try and slow down. It's very likely that if you're stressed, you're either multitasking, a multitude of tasks, or dealing with a big life event in the midst of a normal life. So you've got common common stressors, daily stressors, stressors and a life-changing stressor that you're dealing with. So taking a step back and trying to slow down will gradually help reduce your stress level. So how can you slow down? So maybe try not take, try not to take so much on in the day. Maybe try and, and unplug yourself. And by unplugging it doesn't necessarily mean unplugging from social media it don't necessarily mean like not talking to people it could be it maybe you're not that kind of social person you need to withdraw from people if you need to do that to relieve your stress then do it if you believe that if you're a social person and you're not going to speak like to go out and speak with friends then go and speak out with friends go and chill with your friends or your family or someone who you take your stresses off with and and let go sometimes not answering the phone could be something that can help you unplug but whatever it is that helps you recharge your battery i highly recommend doing it another thing you can do to help relieve your stress levels is to practice your favorite form of self-care Now at Quirky Anomaly we believe that self-care is the most important tool that you could ever have to help with your recovery and to help with moving forward. When you're doing something that you love, your stress levels instantly drop. Sometimes doing something you love can be the most therapeutic thing in the world. Sometimes doing something that you love and unplugging can be a match made in heaven. Whether you're watching your favourite TV programme, watching something you used to watch when you were younger, watching a movie, playing with hair and makeup, having a little fashion show with yourself or colouring, drawing, baking, anything that you love to do. If it makes you feel good and relieves the stresses then it can be the perfect job. Maybe a way of relieving stress isn't withdrawing yourself. Maybe it's talking to people. You may feel the need to do the complete opposite and go and talk to friends and family. And if they don't drain your social battery, then go for it. They may be the best thing that you need to get things out. But maybe you don't have those people in your life that may help you, that may be around that can be your shoulder to cry on. So the next best thing is talking to your GP. If you're worried about your mental health due to stress, I would highly recommend going to the GP. You don't have to be drowning in loads of highly stressing problems. Going to your GP when you don't feel yourself, whether you believe it's life-threatening or not, is important, as you never know, they may be able to help you with things that you wouldn't believe is possible. It's all good talking about how to reduce stress, but how can you prevent it? Five steps I've got here. The first thing, identify your triggers and know your limits. Identify what sets your stress levels off. What is your stress capacity? How many things can you take before you've bitten off too much? That's one of the good things to figure out is what you're triggered and what and even identifying how you know you are triggered. If you know you have taken off too much, how do you know? If you need to write it in a list, write it in a list. If you need to tell someone else what your struggles are and what your triggers are, that is an amazing way you can do that too. A second thing is to stay organised. Create a schedule and make a to-do list. Write down what you're going to do for that day. And like I said at the beginning, I write down four things I'm going to do for the day. I'll write two important things and two things that I need doing as well. If I can only get the two priority things done in that day then that's all I can do, I have to accept that I can take the next two, put them onto the next day and make them a priority if they are the priority of that day Or you can create a different schedule Another thing I do as well, I, I theme my days So on a certain day I'm doing this topic So like for one day I might do writing for the day Another it might be a day for appointment and Uh, house stuff and going shopping. I I break down my day from Monday to Sunday what I'm doing and I make sure I have two self-care days. So I have one self-care day that I don't do anything. I just do whatever I love doing so whatever my favourite thing is to do. So I might do some cooking or baking or watching a movie. And a second day is taking care of my body and myself. So that's the day I wash my hair, I have a shower, I do my nails, or I pick out all my outfits for the week. It's something I do for my body that can help me for the entire week. Number three is learning how to take breaks. This, taking breaks is imperative. It is totally imperative. When you take a break, it gives your mind a chance to catch up on what you've done and it gives you some thinking space or even gives you time to figure out what your next moves are so don't underestimate the power of a 10 minute break fourth don't feel guilty for making time for yourself this can be a hard step to get past but honestly once you realize that you can't pour from an empty cup and you realize your importance you will realize that it's it's important it is it's more than imperative and uh, finally listen to your body if your body is tired and you cannot take more, you need to take a break and I understand some people it's not as simple as just not going into work today or not just working but sometimes it's needed and don't be ashamed to take a mental health day if that mental health day will make you feel better when you go back to work then that's an important thing to do because if you think about it if you're not well enough to go to work they won't have an employee, they won't have someone to work there if you if you are not okay then how can you do your job to the best of your ability? For what it is for you to do while in where you're going you need to understand that your body and your mind is important. Very, very important. If you like this episode, please let us know on our social media. Give us a like, up. Give us a like, a comment or even subscribe if we've put this up on YouTube.